One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Square Ball Podcast. Back with another dose of propaganda. Welcome to the show. Dan here, along with Michael and Moscow White, as we hear what has been said in the world of football through a Leeds lens and outside of these four walls as well. Um, show is brought to you by Levi Solicitors. Not just any solicitors. Award winners. Yep. For? Wills and Probate. And? Wills and Probate. Okay. Very good at conveyancing as well. Very good at that. The, yep. the conveyancing awards have probably just not happened yet, have they? Yeah. Feels like they've, they've sort of excluded conveyancing from those awards. I know Wills and Probate do go hand in hand, which are, because mm. you can ex- obviously give us a very quick explainer, Michael, of why Wills and Probate are so good. Moscow's wanted to get you, in. You wouldn't want an award for conveyancing off of the people who do Wills and Probate judging. No. No. Because they don't know about it. I think it's basically they just steered clear of the subject. Yeah. So we don't know enough about that to, to judge, but we can judge. And I say they're good. Yeah. Good conveyances. Mm-hmm. They're exceptional conveyances, but Wills and Probate award winning now. Are they, so. they award capable when it comes to conveyances? Oh, That's 100%, basically the yeah. message, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And if they don't just do that, they do plenty of other stuff, don't they? For you, you and your business. Michael's yep. hastily opening the Levi's no, no, website as we speak. I've already got it open, actually. Right. You got a tab, a, a special save tab for that? Medical negligence, yep. personal injury, um, lasting power of attorney. That's a good one. That is very important, yeah. Um, residential property disputes. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. It really is power of attorney that lasts as well. Mm. It's it's none of your fly by night peels off the wall after ten minutes stuff. White and Mackay sponsor, this, yeah. Uh, in the the Deodora logo, this is lasting. Ten percent discount on your legal fees. Levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Let's not forget litigation as well. They do litigation. They do, yeah. They do, do litigation. Shall I get my plug in as well before everybody's uh, stopped listening? What are you, what are you hawking off? Uh, same as last week. Friday, 27th, Brunel Social Club, Treeboy and Arc, Autobahn. Bug Teeth are now playing as well, and me playing records between them. So from 7.30 is Doors, and I think I'm probably playing some records from that point. You know, so it will be, every second will just be filled with sonic delight. So there's no reason not to go to 33 Queen's Road, LS6. I um, I obviously spent the best part of 20 years as a DJ in bars and clubs. Do you want me to come down and just give you, offer you some helpful tips? I may stand there just with my arms folded, watching you DJ and it's, just like shake my head. Requests is really what, uh, what would help. Yeah. That's what you always want, isn't it? People just asking for ABBA. Yeah. Or Sonia. Sonia's a good shout. Yeah. I might add that to the list anyway. Good. Um, anyway, sh- come to that. It'll be good. Yeah. When is it again? So it's Brudenell, Friday, Brudenell 20th, Social Club, 27th of October. Yeah, this Friday. This Friday. Yeah, so you will, soon, isn't it? you will not hear me bothering anybody about this again. Excellent. DJ Moscow. Yeah. I want you to wear it like some sort of costume. Let's not get carried away. Uh, into propaganda then. Let's um, get into the clip, shall we? What's been said in the world of football. Uh, we beat Norwich, so I presume everyone's dead happy. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, not Norwich fans. No, no, no. Not Norwich fans, because yeah. we're, we're going to hear from them. Let's hear from, they seem to mainly be a lot of children as well. Right. Doing Norwich YouTube stuff. They're a very family-friendly club. Oh, that's You've nice. Got, uh, <laughs> that's Delia Smith drilling through with um, with a recipe for us, which would be great. It's such a shame that that didn't happen when you were plugging your DJ gig, because it would have been a really easy joke there. It's pretty it? much exactly how it will sound. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, that Delia does add to the atmosphere of like, you, you get a nice cottage pie, the mm. mustard's quality... Children love pies and mustard, so that's probably how it's all coming together. Fam- children famously love mustard, yeah, that's yeah, absolutely correct. <laughs> Big fans of it. What's wrong with... Just hold on a minute. So, when, you, when you rub it in their eyes. Yeah, a bit of mustard on the bottle. Just rubbing it in, <laughs> the definitions here are weird. I said children love mustard. You two are talking about rubbing mustard in a baby's eyes. Like, there's... A, there's it's, <laughs> I'm talking up to the age of 16. I love it so much. I think youngsters can enjoy condiments. <laughs> Particularly it's, mustard. Particularly mustard. You see, this is why everybody thinks Leeds United is a, is a horrible 
club full of screaming children with horseradish <laughs> tartar sauce in their eyes. And um, Norwich has got loads of kids doing vlogging because everybody's just eating like really tasty sandwiches. Mm. Should we hear the Leeds clips first then? Oh, well, yeah, go on. We'll, we'll hear the Leeds stuff first. We've probably got the best attack in the league and we can just rip people to shreds. Even if we're 2-0 down, you'd never think we're out of this. I mean, a front six or seven with Nonto, Rutter, Bamford, Piro, Somerville, Jaden Anthony, Dan James. It's pretty filthy for this level. The only bad point is I really, really, really want to finish in the top two so we can go back to that miserable place we've just come from and not enjoy everything as much just so we don't lose these players that we're all falling in love with. It is a catch-22, but I think this season we're just going to really enjoy it. There's such a stark contrast of emotions when going down by two this season compared with last season. And I know there was the Bournemouth game last year, but at the half, maybe it's just my American irrational exuberance, but I had no doubt that this team's got two goals in them. It's There's points coming out of this game for sure. And uh, it's almost like it was scripted. Well, that was a game of two halves, wasn't it? First half, I think we're going to get caught out here. We can't finish our chances. Might make playoffs. Second half, we're going up. Wasn't too sure about the subs until we scored two goals. He could well be a genius. Managed to watch that from the middle of the Caribbean Sea between Panama and Colombia. Somehow it's easier to watch a game here than it is back in the UK. Can't think why. Um, I love this team. We've got amazing players like Ruter and Somerville who are just putting together the best mixtape seasons of all time. And then lovably flawed and lovably ours players like Cooper and Ailing and Bamford and Dan James, who, when it works for them, is the best. It's quite funny. Like Dan James never looks like it's going to work, but when it does, it's great. I love him. I'll always stand by him for that. Hopefully, I'll be making my way down to Rosario for the end of... Uh, End of season game on the 25th of November. I'll let you know how it goes. Rosario, middle of the Caribbean Sea. Whew. Must be nice. Well, he's. I suppose he's, his trip from uh, between Colombia and Panama is probably earning him a few quid. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And his narco sub. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yep. Almost certainly. 100%. What's interesting is you've, you've put on the sheet um, here, Michael, just as a note to people sending these in. Our TSB Plus members, please record these in a quiet place if possible. <laughs> a few weren't usable due to background noise. And you're saying that as we've got <laughs> drilling in the bus somewhere nearby. We'd move the whole studio to somewhere quieter if we could, but it's impractical yeah. while, the, while they're refurbing the building. But yeah, don't A re- narco sub? Narco sub, nice and quiet. It's interesting that you can get a better reception on Leeds United Games in a narco sub in the Caribbean Sea, under the Caribbean Sea, <laughs> than um, on dry land. Maybe in, I've not tried it in the air. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so <laughs> right, just do we get a private jet to try this? Helicopter would maybe work. Fine. I right. suppose the rotors. Yeah. Right, let's do some Norwich clips, shall we? What, what we got? I was just going to say, one of the people there was, um, it's good, all the attackers thing. I think what's been nice about that from Farker's post-match comments was not just because he was talking about this game and saying, I just had the feeling we would win and we got all the players on the pitch to do it. But he was kind of hinting that he's been working on this a bit in pre-season but they didn't really get too into it and it's, he's kind of moving more to this what did what's he calling it's uh he's pretending it's three five two when it's definitely like one one eight eight um so you can phone up for get your questions answered and um <laughs> he is it makes me think he is thinking generally the same as a lot of us where he's just looking through that squad going like all these attackers how do I find some kind of formationally tactically acceptable way of putting every single one of them on the pitch at once because that would be what Sparkers think he's probably thinking hilarious yeah stick, stick them all on against Leicester I think beat him 5-0 I think it's kind of why we've ended up with actually great right back as well because he's like well he's really good but we've also got other good midfielders so if he goes if he can go there like, and I think Dan James as a left wing back is maybe something we'll see more as well because mm-hmm. he's just going that's, that's fun too Fine. Yeah. Just let everyone bomb on. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm all for the it. Thing right. about, the thing about us being in games, though, even when we're down, is nice. Because that is really true as well. Like, it was like even the Bielsa first Premier League season. We didn't win every week by any stretch, but you always felt we could. And you'd even at, you'd, was it Arsenal where we were four down? Yeah, yeah. And we got back. To, we got one back and you were like, hang on a minute. Yeah. Still this is on. Even the last game against Spurs, we could have beaten them 5-4. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we're in games, which is which is nice. Yeah, and Rob on uh, the blog, he's been writing, which is mostly about missing the game because it's a flat tire, but it's um, it's good. What um, is he like, eh? He he's like a, a the Frank Spencer of um, TSB. He said that he reminded of when um, Phillips got sent off at Nottingham Forest, mm. and Bielsa's response was to leave Pontus Janssen back against their one striker and absolutely terrify them. We went 2-1 up, didn't we? We went from 1-0 yeah. down to 2-1 up and then Forrest kind of got it together and we ended up losing. But for a while, that was possibly one of the biggest thrills of Bielsa's first season because it was still quite early on. It's like, are we just, why, why aren't we shutting up shop? Why aren't, we, why aren't we playing for the draw? Why are we trying to beat them 4-0 when we're down to 10 players? It was... Um, None of this makes any sense. No, but then as our friend who uh, called in then said, maybe... Parker is a similar, similar, I mean, Bielsa's in his own kind of category, isn't he? But there are different, uh, there are levels of genius, so maybe he's on one of them. Did you see the photos and the video of Bielsa going for a walk in Montevideo? Um, And there were some nice pictures with kids around. I believe as soon as that picture was taken, he was handing out mustard to them all. Yes. Uh, Because obviously they they love it over there as well, other side of the uh, Atlantic. Well, he's got got it in a spray, hasn't he? (laughs) Just a little spray, spray around the armpits and the eyes. Mustard gas is something different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not got that. Don't want to confuse it with that. Um, should we move on to the Canaries then and what they have to say about the whole affair? Let's go factual first because right. Ru- Ruben RHA is a, a lad, I'd say he's probably about... Eight? No, I'd say older. I'd say he's more like 11, 12-ish maybe. Um, voice not quite broken yet, but he's doing... So I, bet he, I bet it sounds just as good as some of the Sky Sports pundits. Well, he is basically doing Soccer Saturday work here because he's... But it gets uploaded afterwards, so the live, kind of live reporting aspect is lost somewhat. Yeah. But he's doing it anyway, and he's doing a good job of it. Goal for Leeds, Norris to Leeds to short corner, played out, those put out to Somerville on the edge of the area, who couldn't deserve the goal, played there, he's been their best player, edge of the area, lovely colour finish at the post, and into the net. But yeah, Norris to Leeds to this is going to be an interesting end, 77 minutes from the clock. It's now Norris to Leeds for his long Norris free kick, gone into the box, came out, Somerville ran the whole length of the pitch, put it in the net. Thank you, Ruben. Disciplined, back, though. Back to you, Jeff. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Quickly. 30-second in and out. Yeah. yeah, this is what's happened. This is, this is what's yeah. going to happen next. This is out, what time's on the clock. Back to you. Sure. What's happening at Villa Park? I mean, quite li- he's, he's quite literally better than Paul Merson. <laughs> oh, God, a lot, a lot better. Sharp yeah. memory as well, because not even when you see a goal scored, I'm quite often, you celebrate or whatever, and then it's like, so who scored it? Who put the cross in? Was that a free kick? I still can't remember if our winner came from Norwich's. Was it a free kick or a corner? Who knows? No That's idea. Ruben. Ruben knows. I think he might have said even. He's got a big future as Ruben. So, um, and yeah, also he's watching yeah, this nice from, from where he's watching it. He was at the he was behind the goal, I think, as well. So he's taking all this information in from from that. He's got a good memory. So, yeah, well done. I think he's actually. I think when you're a kid, you watch football in a different way that you actually notice what's happening. Right. Whereas as a grown up, I think you can just go. Oh, it's good. <laughs> Got up in it. Like when the note I left about um, Ruta doing a thing on 89 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Was one it? It was super, was that? I watched, just, it, watched it loads of times since. That clip. Mm. Yeah. He just kind of, he, he stopped and then started again mm. and just dragged it away from a load of players and made them look silly. I hope Ruben is rewarded for his good work, much like um, Jorginho hopefully has been rewarded for his good work. Mustard lollies all around, I believe. Um, where next, Michael, please? Let's go to someone who was being paid to cover that game, despite having fallen out of love with the game and worked in, working in Bright House. Adrian Coote. Oh, yeah, this was... We mentioned his... So let's say, yeah, reset the story. He was the doing the Norwich... Did you say it was like Radio Norwich or something? Radio Norfolk. Radio Norfolk. North Norfolk Digital. Yeah. But he was doing the commentary for the... The iFollow service the iFollow as well. feed as well. They were taking that. But they made a sub at one point and he just was not impressed with it. We've got a change here, Cootie. Onel Hernandez has been replaced. Tony Springett has come on. Interesting. You sound like you don't agree with that. I just I just look at other options and potentially what else. Well, <laughs> Springett, after that vote of confidence, <laughs> comes in to play on the right hand. No, no, no. Just, it wasn't a disrespect to, uh, to, to, to Springett. I'd, I'd have just liked to have seen somebody else. <laughs> and you didn't know who, did he? <laughs> no, no idea. Which was great. Oh, I liked was the whoever the third wheel was there. They were just laughing in the background <laughs> off mic, and you could just hear them. Oh dear. Who do you want? Just not him. Just not him. <laughs> Any other ideas? 
Nah, <laughs> just probably take someone off. Don't bring anyone on if someone's <laughs> injured. Just don't want to see spring it ever. Um, should we go to the pink end next? Very short clip. This, yeah. There was a there was a longer piece of camera from someone at the pink end in the ground, but it was a bit long and rambling to kind of distill into a thing. But it was essentially saying that um, this is us moving on from Bielsa is the Farker thing because everyone yeah. loves it, and Norwich have still not done that. Which, based on what you've seen, do you think Wagner is the man to, to take Norwich from? No, I don't think so. I think Farker. I, I think we should have him. Yeah. We should have never got rid of him. Yeah. Farker is, is there, Bielsa, isn't he, in the sense that everyone goes, can we have Bielsa back? Please, can we have him back? And they just want Farker back because he made them happy most recently. And there's a bit of reminiscing about, oh, we used to always come back from being goals down in games when we had Farker. And... <laughs> that is one thing they did really, really well. Um, if you look at the sort of response on Norwich forum and forums and Twitter and stuff like that, is he just he observed the game, saw that it got away from us, we were two 0 down, made some changes and fixed it. Well, I remember Norwich. I mean, I'd rather not be two 0 down. I should say. Yeah, I do remember Norwich kept coming back because we were going against them for promotion, weren't we? And it was like you'd come out of the game and you'd be like, "Oh, Norwich are drawing. This is good. We're gonna oh fucking hell, they've scored." Yeah, it was always pooky in like the ninety second minute every week. It felt like they did kind of follow um, our template with Bielsa quite a long way because the. The fans had like some fans had started getting bored of Farker or thinking like, is it worth getting uh, relegated straight out of the Premier League again? And then so when he was sacked, I think there was obviously some people were still you know he'd got them up twice, but that feeling was like maybe he's taken them as far as he can, all that kind of stuff. And then as soon as they got Dean Smith, and he just came in as like instead of working them dead hard, I'm going to just give them all loads of time off. Mm-hmm. I think it was I think it might have set in. Because he was he arrived earlier in the season at Norwich, so before the end of that season, I think Norwich fans were already like, "This no, this I'm, hasn't gone well." We've got a brummy Jesse Marsh. It really Basically. does. It really does echo our own experience, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, I'll mirror yeah. it rather. It's um, it's an interesting. Yeah, it's we interesting were a bit. Uh, we were a bit different on the uptake with Marsh because he turned up right at the end and basically staying up was the thing, and and that happened. So it wasn't quite clear what we were into, but yeah, I, I suppose we can just be grateful we didn't get Dean Smith. Mm. That's one thing I will give to Jesse Marsh that um, he's not Dean Smith. Not being Dean Smith, yeah. <laughs> well, we're in the, the sort of championship Bielsa days. Shall we hear from Derby? Of yeah. course, they, uh, we came across them a bit, didn't we? They're in, not in the championship. Came across them a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's possibly the biggest rewrite of the playoff <laughs> semi-final history. Well, uh, yeah, we, we had a game against there was, them. There was an evening match at one point. Not playing not, this year though, are we? No, came across not. them a little bit. Even Spygate. Oh, yeah, we we crossed paths with Derby a couple of times. Our sworn mortal enemies, the Rams. It says a lot, actually, that you've put on the sheet here that they are 11th in League One, and I need to go check now for the sake of my insanity because I've got no idea what's going on. In much the same way that, you know, we were in the Premier League and we became Premier League arseholes, mm. I ignored the championship and pretended it didn't exist. And now we're in it. I've had to acknowledge that it's here, mm-hmm. and we're in it. Same with League One. doesn't exist to me now. Dead to me. Well, I can tell you who is playing for them is Conor Horahan, who right. we also cross paths with in the championship he was quite cross with us anyway with uh, Mateus Click in particular in that Villa game but he's there now came off the bench and this is him the little clip here is him going over to the Derby fans at full time after they've lost at Shrewsbury this weekend yeah it's a good clip that (laughs) so he's gone over there I think People are not telling him to fuck. Tell the rest of them to fuck off. Who's, who's the manager there? It's the guy who was at Rotherham, isn't it? Paul Warren, is it? Oh, is it him? Is it Warren? I don't um, know. It's mm. League One, of course. And I think uh, as part of this clip or in the same exchange, they were saying, uh, oh, they were singing maybe in the stadium. I don't I don't care enough to have actually watched um, the rest of the, mm. the coverage of this, but I kind of just laughed at it and went, <laughs> they're in a bad time. Saying that the football's shit and they were, they're openly mutineering against um, against it. I'm just looking, at the tab- just looking at the table. They are indeed 11th. They are... 10 points off relegation. They are 10 points off the top two. Hopefully, they're going to be stuck there forever. They, I mean, need, to, they need to have a bit of time down there, don't they? Because of I what, think they have. Because of what they, um, what they did. Because of what they did. It's only fair. It's like when Sheffield Wednesday had to have some time there. And thankfully, they, they got out of it, didn't they? For the championship. And they're having a, a wonderful time. The League One's looking like a fun old division, actually. Because Derby are win-draw, win-draw, loss. So that's not bad form, is it? They've lost one in um, five... But then, like two places above them are Burton, who are draw, win, 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 win. That's four wins. And then five places below them, Exeter are 16th. They've just lost five in a row. Yeah. So there's a reasonable amount of madness seems to be 
uh, going on. If you're a Derby fan, I know they're 10 points off, but if that stuff is happening, like if Exeter can be winning, uh, losing five in a row and still be 16th, you can get up. Cheer up. Derby you fans. just need to enjoy it. Stop shouting at uh, Conor Horahan. Although, yeah, I was trying to remember so the, the, the click, the ghost goal thing. Did he punch click? Yes. Behind someone's back, so it was missed by the referee. Like somebody covered him, and then he punched, click in the yeah. in the stomach. That was him, wasn't it? Yeah. So don't like him. So do shout at Conor Horan. I'm pretty sure he scored against Barnsley at least once as well, just because it was that period where Barnsley used to beat us, which thankfully is not going to happen this year because they're in League One as well, aren't they? Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> we beat, we beat, didn't we beat them 100 nil in preseason or something? Yes, behind closed doors yeah. because no one um, children weren't allowed to see it. Right. Yeah, the third. They were so busy at home. I mean, the mustard. That's the one. Weren't they? Uh, where next then, Michael, please? Let's go back to Norwich. Yes. Canary Vlog Hub. Yes. It's another, um, not not as not as young, but um, a teen, a teenager, I would say. <laughs> I was going to say a spotted teenager. That's harsh, isn't it? Yeah. He's just a teenager. But he's speaking to his dad pre-game, which kind of indicates where he's, where he's at. And let's interview my dad. Dad? Yes? What do you think? The score prediction is going to be today for Norwich versus Leeds United. I hate to say it, forgive me, but I'm looking at 2-1 Leeds. I'm yeah. sorry, but I think if we get away with 2-1, we'll be lucky because they're good and we at the moment are shite. Thank you for your interview, Dad. <laughs> I like that. It's quite in a sweet kitchen. In the kitchen. Yeah. So... I've not obviously included the clips of in the ground of them scoring goals, but no, should we, should we hear that. our second and third? Yeah, let's. No! 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 I knew it was coming. Absolutely gutted. Oh, it's always nice to hear disappointed children, isn't it? Thinks he's got it at two, at two, yeah. two. What's it? What's going to happen next? What's yet to come? Take the passing line. Take the passing line out. Oh fuck! Oh my god, limbs in your way and shit defending. Don't you know, argue with each other! Fucking awful. Oh. Do you like that bit? Who, what did he say? Don't argue with each other. I think so. Is, it, is that the same guy who was telling them to cut off the passing lanes? I was, there was, do you know what? I couldn't get the word passing. Yeah, it's passing lane. What, said, what do you think it was shipping? I thought he said cut off the passion lines. <laughs> <laughs> thought, it was, thought it was sexy. <laughs> that sexy chat at the football. Well, yeah. show some sexy, sexy dad post chat. <laughs> oh, please. Norwich two, Leeds three. How do you think we play? Honestly and truthfully, I've never seen so much crap in my entire life. Gibson, what an absolute waste of space. Yeah, and uh, our substitutes weren't just good enough. We gave the we gave the game away, and it was just dire. I've even taken my shirt off in disgust. Thanks for your interview. Well, you, you said it was. You <laughs> I told said you it was sexy. sexy. Dad, chat. Also, uh, he had also taken his trousers and pants off. <laughs> Dad, not again. The magistrate told you about that. But uh, yeah, no, he, was, he had put a different shirt on. He wasn't just bare bare breasted in the kitchen. His uh, his dad's a liar. Oh, was he? Yeah. Well, he said, honestly and truthfully, he's never seen so much shit in all his life, mm. right? I'm sure he was alive in 2021-22 when Norwich were in the Premier League and they lost <laughs> one, two... I think he probably was alive then, yeah. So they Dragon. lost... What's 38 minus 24? 14. They lost 14 <laughs> games. They won one, drew two and lost all the others. The last one is a 5-0 one at home to Tottenham. They lost 4-0 to West Ham at home. They lost 3-0 to Newcastle at home before Newcastle were um, anything. They lost 3-1 to Brentford at home in that uh, sequence. That had to be worse. Are you familiar mm. with the concept of exaggeration? 
Yeah, but I'm also familiar with the concept of not lying to children. Okay. And I think it's a disgrace what that man's done. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting there with his his son saying, honestly and truthfully, I've never seen anything worse in all my life. And his son's going, well, I mean, he said honestly and truthfully. He really emphasised that. So all the stuff he was saying about us in the Premier League. Anyway, just got to, you know... We've got to get the record straight. Yeah. We've got to teach the children because they are our future. Mm. And I don't think he's um, he's you know also he's got a grip got to give uh, got to get a grip of that boy's language. Potty mouth child is not what you want from. Not, I mean, surely, I mean that you would be a life ban from Carroll Road if they catch him swearing like that. Mm, it's a nice family club, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Was it on the show or just off? In the sense, that it's a nice family club. You mean the tight jean pool? Or? <laughs> Off air the other day, I think maybe I was saying, I can think of nothing worse than someone describing Leeds as a nice family club. No, I'd be think, awful. I think it's, it's the most damning with faint praise you can have for yeah. someone go, what's it like there? Oh, it's a really nice family club. I just think, yeah. ah, boring then. Yeah. That's what you're saying. No, Honestly you- and truthfully, it's the nicest family club I've ever <laughs> I want us to be regularly fined by the FA Commission and panel for us being a set of bastards, mm. which has happened again this week, hasn't it? Biggest set of bastards in the land. I told you, you mentioned um, Ben Gibson there in passing about being a waste of a shirt, whatever it was. My mate Ben Gibson, of course, I mentioned on Saturday, didn't I? My, my claim to fame. No, of course, yeah, you, you interviewed him. Or he met you. Yeah, he was he was lucky to to meet me. So that was when I was I was on, because I did Metro and TFM. So TFM covered Middlesbrough. He was at Middlesbrough before. And we hosted the stage for the fireworks outside the Riverside, which was one of the most bleak experiences of my life. Why were the fireworks? Because it was bonfire night. Right. Right. So he, he helped you yeah. do the fireworks. We did like a, a short Q&A on stage. I wouldn't have known who he was unless he was wearing club training wear. I've got a picture of him now. Yeah. I, I think it might be AI. Yeah. <laughs> Don't recognise him. Didn't have a lot to say. It was it was, it was an awkward five minutes. <laughs> How do you think it's going to go this season? I had no idea where they were in the league as well. That's, How is so, he with a sparkler? Um, Exceptional. It was really very good. Truthfully and honestly, the best... Yeah. sparkling handler yep. I don't think I got paid for that gig either so I had to then drive home afterwards well it's not about the money in that role it's about making the people of Middlesbrough happy <laughs> danger money to do that sort of gig though, since all the um, chemical works closed down they don't have the illuminated night sky so often. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely could you find love at Leeds United the square ball podcast on the members show, Michael chats about the time he had the bright idea to take his girlfriend to a pre-season friendly at Hartlepool. I was single about a month after. Why do you think that was? It's a five-year relationship that that ended. <laughs> ended on Dave Livermore. <laughs> that ended because of fucking Kevin Blackwell. To listen to the members show, get priority access to the match ball and all our shows ad-free, become a TSB Plus member at thesquareball.net forward slash plus. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Uh, what have we got next then, Michael? Go to Canary Call, which yes. is Weird F on Twitter. Do a Canary Call for me before we go any further. Oh, I don't know. Beep. <laughs> a little out there. 
Any advance on that, Moscow? No. No? Okay. Hang on a minute. But it's the um, Canary Call is BBC North Norfolk Digital post-game calling. Which we, I mean... Did you get to phone in to Coot himself? You did. He was there. He was on it. I mean, we know from the Radio Leeds phone-in, they attract some characters, don't they? Mm. And some weird opinions. I've not listened to the Leeds one in a while, but when we used to be at the other studio and we used to have to drive there, we used to always put it on. And you'd always have at least some person on who was completely mental. Just th- just throwing out an opinion, like, we need to start losing games so we can win some games. That was the classic one. Somebody went uh, on an extended... This is nice. This is a canary. It's top of YouTube searches. It's the ultimate canary singing video from a legend. It's not singing much. It's not really. It's but, just ambient um, street noise. Yeah, it's when we were trying to get out of the championship, wasn't it? A guy said that we needed to build some confidence by losing, like, ten in a row. So that we would bounce back. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there seems to be some sort of copyright dispute. There's, there are captions on the screen about it being da- like taken down before. Anyway, this is a mm. quite squeaky. Mm. Um, well, if we're on quite squeaky, should we listen to a quite squeaky man who ran out? That's quite enough of that. I've had enough of the canary yeah, singing. That's really annoying. Um, let me just shut that down. Right, and what are we doing? Sorry. Yeah, the man who rang up got a bit squeaky because he was quite upset. Oh, about good. What do you think? You know more than anyone else. Stuck up from back there, you know. He's, oh, you know, he's singing his praises and all the you know negative people last year. I've been singing him, but today, Rob, he has screwed up completely tactically. Every single time around, you literally see Forshaw had to come on. He had to come on the pitch, Rob. He had to come on and hold him in field. But no, I can't believe it. Sarah had to go in the number ten, and you had to move Forshaw back. But Rob, I am so angry right now because we are two nothing. We're not playing on stage. We defended all second half. Just sat back and invited pressure on. We invited pressure and pressure and pressure. This is Leeds, another championship club, and we should be the best team in this league. And I am so angry right now because that was a tactical disaster. The substitutions, Tony Springett. I am not having that one little bit. I'm not having that. It breaks my heart because I've got to admit, maybe I was wrong. And I'm looking like an absolute donkey on the radio. And I, you know, I remember which end. I've seen this multiple times in my life and I'm scared that this is it for us and it's not going to be it's not going to be a while until we're back in the Premier League and it makes it worse than that lot down the bloody road doing so well and I'm just I'm a wits end Rob wow he's taking it well then I'm scared that this is the end for us not the like 10th people do take football a little seriously sometimes don't they I don't think Norwich Rush is that bad were they I mean, they've quite well yeah, I mean, ten, they are 10th, I can confirm. Two points outside the playoffs. I mean, they looked, from the teams we've seen this season, they looked better than most of them. Yeah, they went 2-0 up. And the, um, okay, one's us being dopey at a corner, but the second one's a good bit of skill. That Sarah looks a good player. And, and I don't know. Sarah. <laughs> well, that's his name. Yeah. And then, um, uh, what else was he saying? He seems to think... Well, he was saying that they're not playing... I think he was saying it broke up at the point as well. They're um, not playing to Adam Forshaw's strengths. I don't know if they think, you know, they signed Zinedine Zidane off us or something, mm. but like... Because when, when he's like, Wagner's a tactical idiot. He's cost us that game. Like, oh, I wonder what he, he thought they should have done. We should have brought Forshaw on earlier. I'm like, I'm not sure. I mean, I love I love Adam Forshaw and always like absolute promotion hero and the injuries and stuff. But I wouldn't be if like, you know, as a Norwich fan, I wouldn't be thinking, let's get Forshaw on this pitch because that's how we're going to attack and win. I think but, what we were saying was, we're not playing Man City, we're not playing a Premier League club, we're playing fucking another championship club. But fucking you are. Just, we've come down with from the Premier League and like, how many, yeah. I mean, how much did our forward line cost in terms of, what? Well, I mean, Somerville was... It's not, very, what it, it's not what it cost, it's what we could cheap. sell it well, for. I say, well, Somerville, you're looking at, what, 20 million now? You'll we'll be richer than Newcastle. 10, million for, slot. 10 to 15 million mm-hmm. for Peru. You're looking at, you know, Bamford was what nine million quid. You got Jorginho Ruta, as we know, cost quite a lot of money. I mean, the one spent thing, a fair amount on that forward line. The one thing they can agree on is that Tony Springett has absolutely ruined that game. I don't know what the, everybody's problem is with Tony Springett. He's got exactly thirteen appearances for Norwich in his career. Ten on loan at Derby last season. Um, what's up with him? He can't be that bad. He's, he's, he's grown a professional re- footballer, twenty-one years old. He grew a really bad moustache at Derby, by the looks of it. Is that it? It looks like it's probably taken him about six months to get any sort of growth on that top lip. He's a Republic of Ireland under-21 international, and you will never sing that. So, um, yeah, I'd stick up for Tony Spring. Justice for Tony. 
I can't imagine being on the verge of tears, phoning up a radio station afterwards. And yeah, yeah when you're tenth and you you were tuning up and look like whatever it's a game of football. Should, we should if, I was on the, if I was on the verge of tears, I'd probably simply not ring. Yeah. <laughs> Make a fool of myself. Yeah, I really, I really need to tell Adrian Coot about all of this. Uh, anyway, he's got a solution. Yes. Can you guess what it is? Oh, is he still going? Yeah, there's a bit more for oh, him to come for him. Um, can you guess what his solution is? I'm uh, for sure. Let's find out. I maybe make a change now. And last year, I did. I talked for some championship experience. I know I got a lot of people saying, oh, I said, obviously a lot of people on Twitter were taking the mig out of me. But I think we need someone, maybe not them right now, but maybe the Warnock. Or, you know, Dolphins always proven in this league. Because it, it's yeah, an obvious okay. thing. You, you move All Sarah right, number 10. Yeah, I'm not having a bar of Teddy yeah, anymore. Yeah, that, yeah, okay. Good. Off yeah. you go. Bring, drop in the W bomb in there, Warnock. Do people, people have got no imagination, have they? And I mean, they have got a manager who got out of this league fairly recently. With well. Huddersfield. Mm. Yeah, maybe if you can maybe, get Huddersfield up. Maybe he just needs, needs a, time, a bit of time to put something half decent together because it's a difficult league, isn't it? When you've run out of money or whatever. I like it as well. <laughs> Teddy was clearly remembering when last year people were making fun of him on Twitter because he suggested getting Alan Kerbishley <laughs> in charge. <laughs> a man who has not worked since 2008. <laughs> he wants someone who knows the championship. So who better than <laughs> someone who has, who, has, who has managed no one in for 15. 15 years, who managed in the Premier League 15 years ago? <laughs> He'd be perfect for it. He didn't even manage in the Championship for Charlton, did he? For like, oh since about 1998 or whatever. They were just, they were up. Very strange. <laughs> well, you just, I can, are you on Kirby's Wikipedia page now? <laughs> yeah, I have a look. But um, we don't need to go into Kirby much more. I mean, while Warnock is in the wild, this is going to be the, the go-to for a lot of clubs isn't it people, people are absolutely mad aren't they be careful what you wish for because in the opening of that game in particular Norwich played some quite nice stuff mm. that will not be the case It'll, unless spring it I can't, I, truthfully I can't remember him being on the pitch or anything he did but, but he's, apart um, from that but unless he's like oh it's five, five foot nine spring it he's a winger absolutely useless that's pretty tall for a winger mm. what are you saying about Nyonto and Somerville well I'm just remembering Good when stand end on end and they wouldn't be taller than Tony Spring when we had Warnock our wingers were Paul Green and Luke Varney mm-hmm. but in certain games that wasn't a happy time was it it was not it really wasn't um, actually Warnock has been linked to um, what's Millwall. the face Millwall hasn't he yeah which would be hilarious mm-hmm. they all want Muscat and they end up with Warnock that would be amazing yes I think this is why Warnock I suppose he didn't quit Huddersfield he kind of went went away in a huff but he's not displeased I think he likes being out of work so he can be linked with all the good jobs. Mm. And he almost, I wonder so if he's got... So he can go on TalkSpot talk and so of oh, course yeah. they'll want me, yeah. I wonder if he's almost got like a separate tally of like all the clubs that want him if he keeps a, a league ladder of, of the jobs he could have. <laughs> he's like, oh, they're getting bored of pocket at Stamford Bridge. They'll be in for me because I turned Ken Bates down that time and I was... I always regret it. I was stayed at Notts County. Well, I can still do a job mixing it with jobs, eh? He'll be looking at Sheffield United down on one point, won't he, and thinking... Ecky's a good lad. Oh, He'll could have that. Do you think he'd keep? He probably, um, he probably just needs an experienced head next to him. He'd probably keep Stuart McCall, wouldn't he? Just to, if he could, mm-hmm. just to piss. Um, although I suppose he'd clear them all out, get Chapo in. Speaking of Millwall, then Michael Lions TV because yeah. they've obviously sacked Gary Rowett, or did he leave by mutual consent? I can't remember. He's not there anymore. Anyway, he's sort of saying that he's taken them as far as they could, and that like which is which we should say is played twelve, won four, drawn four, lost four. They're on sixteen points, slap bang in the middle, yeah. only three points off the playoffs. He's been there for a few years, so the vibe is kind of like that. He's uh, everyone's saying he's improved the club, he's moved them forward, got them um, into a better state than they were, where maybe the playoffs is possible, but they need somebody to then take it to the next stage, take it over the line, which is why if it's Warnock, amazing. That would be just a great bit of club development right there. That's Because that's a really progressive move. Exactly. In football, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we hear from them then, Lions TV. And yeah, what? so they've gone to Preston and, and drawn. This guy has gone there with his daughter, actually, to the game. I've just... I was actually tuning in to see if they were saying anything about Warnock and getting rid of Rowett and stuff. Instead, I just got some stuff about them drawing one all with Preston and some very, just some very Cockney stuff. We've had a few big hits and uh, it's a great little gaff here with a spoon, loving it. Now, Millwall today, three minutes in, they've let a very, very bad goal in. I mean, it's atrocious goal. Oh, no. Jimmy Tarbuck's over there. That's a Larry old dicky dope. Pang round, pang round me, mate, John. Good, 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 good
put a good show in for ourselves today. I think we've done really well. They're a good performance. The Ghostbuster. Who are you going to call? Where's Arnie? And now we're going to get really hammered in Preston and uh, taking the local scenery in the local area. And we're going up in pop welds. So if you need another babysitter that's up this way for tonight, we've got two kids that need looking after two tin lids. Until then, until the Indians, until the bombers, come on you lies. There will be people, I know that like one of my American friends occasionally messages over things we play on propaganda and says, I've no idea what was just said then. I don't know if we do. Yeah, do I'm from Leeds. I haven't got, I didn't follow any of that. We're, we're only about 200 miles away from these people and the, one, one two-hour train journey. And that, to me, might have been... I think uh, the only word that really cut through was pop world. Pop world. And even now you call it pop world. Yeah. <laughs> so pop world's being a... So it's not just one, is there? The sort of crap um, branded theme bar that I used to DJ in. Yeah. Uh, so pop had, worlds, had, the plural. So let's run through some of this. We had pig's ears, which I think was a reference to we've had a few beers. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a gaff. It's a nice gaff here. Place. Which is a Witherspoons, which is actually Witherspoons, but he yeah. calls it Witherspoons. He thinks it's owned by Greece. Uh, right. Potentially. Uh, Jimmy Tarbuck's over there. Yeah, I think that's just some bloke he recognises. It must be his nickname because at some point it looked like him. I can confirm from the video. Looks absolutely nothing like Jimmy Tarbuck. Do we need to explain who Jimmy Tarbuck is? <laughs> um, <laughs> a Liverpoolian TV presenter from the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Yeah. It was comedian, presenter, quiz show type. Yeah. Type person. He's a, he, then he describes <laughs> Jimmy Tarbuck as it sounds like a Larry old Dicky Dirk. Mm. I don't know what that is. I googled it. Right. I couldn't find anything obvious. <laughs> if it's massively offensive, <laughs> I can only apologise. <laughs> then he goes into Ghostbusters. Yeah. Then he, he accidentally refers to his daughter as, as a kid yeah. and remembers he's a cockney. Yeah. And so he, he, corrects oh, no. him, he corrects himself in case he's not allowed back into Bermondsey. The old tin lids, kids. Tin lids. Tin lids. But it wasn't after that, there was like a run of just incomprehensible wait, cockney, wait, wasn't there? There was just a storm of words that I'd, I couldn't um, pick anything out. That's why Pop Worlds stood out. And, and the bit where he does go to talk to Jimmy Tarbuck did just sound like, <laughs> it was almost when you have um, extras in EastEnders they probably tell them stand at the bar of the Queen Vic and just pretend and just mumble It's and you know where you're supposed to go rhubarb 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 <laughs> like in a foreign country and you sort of maybe have a rudimentary grasp of either French or Spanish or whatever it might mm. be and you maybe say speaking to a local waiter who converses with you in the like the native tongue, and you only pick up every sort of fourth or fifth word. It mm. was a bit like that, wasn't it? Like ah, oh, la cuenta, the bill, yes, please, yeah, c c c. The fact that he's called them kids in the first place leads me to think that he's an imposter. And he's not. He's actually if you're <laughs> if you, laying it on a bit thick. If you me. quizzed him, which bit of London are you from? Then he'd be like uh, yeah. Hemel Hempstead, Central, <laughs> <laughs> just north, mid a middle London, north of ish London, like. Sort of well in Garden City kind born in, of area. Born in the House of Parliament, mate. What are you talking about? Sound of the bow bells. Uh, anyway. Oh. My dad was Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go back to the, maybe the most famous of Norwich's residents to yes. finish on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you, people will have heard this clip. God bless him. Jake Humphreys is back with another high-performance podcast. I don't think God should bless him. He's been blessed enough. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's speaking to Gordon Ramsay on this one. If, if, who's Gordon Ramsay, Michael? Celebrity chef. Yeah, who's... Doug- Dragged himself up by the bootstraps, quite frankly. Mm. I, think, I think Gordon Ramsay he does come from a, a sort of ordinary background. Mm. Failed as a professional footballer, so moved into being a, I mean, he a, has mili- li- a millionaire chef. Yeah, he has, in fairness, lied about that in the past, doesn't he? I'm sure he's claimed to have played for Rangers, whereas I think people who looked into it said he once played a trial match for him, right. which isn't really the same right. as having played for him. So he's lied about that. But um, he, I, don't know, I suppose I didn't have a strong opinion about him before. A, a bit of a gobshite is what I would have said before listening to this clip. But this is this is also I've not had to dig this out. This is the clip that they've chosen to tweet of this, which implies that they think this is relatable, a relatable and sort of a lesson for life. Yeah, we were young, we were stupid, and we we were skint. I remember going to ask her father if I could borrow twenty grand for the deposit for a flat that we fell in love with. And I thought this was all going well. Lunch is good. I'll pay for lunch. And I said, oh, by the way, about that uh, deposit, you know, Tana and I, we've got half of what we need, the other 20 grand. I'll pay you back in a year. He said, okay. 
Here's what I'll do. I'll have another lunch with you when you sell your Porsche. I thought, you fucking, but you clever fucker. Here I am driving around in a flash fucking 911 and we didn't even have a fucking house. We didn't have a flat, didn't have a roof over our heads. It's the best advice he ever gave me. Sell your fucking Porsche. I did sell it. And 10 years later, I went and bought it back. Same car? Same fucking car. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't it just Humphrey's little yes at the end that kind of made that clip, I thought. Yes. Really, really pleased for him. That's really, like, yes, I, I knew you were my kind of guy. Yeah. He also seemed like he was really creeping on him there as well. Like, yeah, good one, Gordon. Yes, Gordon. Can I see that car? Yeah. Can, can we bring... Can I have a ride in your Porsche? I mean, Dan, you, you in, on a Andy's Man Club podcast we did... You spoke about your own financial situation on that. And yeah. How you'd, you'd got in some debt and stuff. And I, I feel stupid because at no point did I remind you yep. to sell you. You were, you were saying like you, you're going <laughs> oh, to mate. teach you the debt management charity. And the whole time, it just never struck me. I was like, mate, you could, why didn't you sell your Porsche? I, you feel silly. I feel like a <laughs> bloody fool now. I was there driving around in my 911, tens of thousands of pounds worth yeah. of debt. And, yeah. and I did, it just didn't occur to me to flog it. Oh, you fucker, you clever fucker. <laughs> Why don't you sell your, Maz- your Mazda 6 that's <laughs> done 150,000 miles, I said to you. And you said, because it's worth £600 yeah, and it won't help that, yeah. and I need it to get around in. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know, it's a fair point. Can I just ask, £20,000 in the bank, which he confesses to there, that's not that's not skint, is it? No. Not really. And also, he's, he's asking me to borrow twenty grand. He's like, I can pay you back in a year. Yeah. Yeah. So he's... So whatever, whatever wage he's on, he's making 20,000 spare pounds every year. So it's not really a... Oh, that must be what it's like to be Michael because you live such a frugal lifestyle that I think you, you live off about, what, 20 quid a week? <sighs> Heating's had to go on, so... Oh, bloody hell. That's not cheap. I'm so sorry, mate. You're right. That's fine. It's yeah. fine. I've got, yeah. I've got, I mean, it's mainly my heated slipper and blanket and everything. <laughs> I was going to say what I do enjoy is um, we, we have conversations about this, don't we? But like late at night when everyone's in bed in your house, so you're the only one who's awake, you'll turn everything off like heating-wise and you, you'll just be cold and, and put like blankets around yourself and jumpers because why heat the house when you can just heat yourself? Heat the person. Heat the person, <laughs> not the space. Ice, icicles off the chandeliers. <laughs> that kind of thing. Exactly. But I mean, also, speaking of, um, of houses, he also lies in that. He says we didn't have a roof over our heads. No, they did. What he meant is they didn't own a house. People who are homeless, I don't know if Gordon Ramsay understands this, they're not, it doesn't. That doesn't mean you don't own a house. Mm. That means you don't have anywhere to live. Yes. Not yes. We, we, all yeah. we ha- all we had was a, a fairly nice central three bedroom London flat that we, that we were renting that we, for a, for a, the kind of price that would feed a family of four for four years. Yeah, and obviously I had a garage because I needed somewhere for the Porsche. Well, it, might, it might have had to rent a parking space because that's often a, a common thing in in London. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? So maybe I had to pay for that. Maybe like six, seven, eight grand for that for your, your 9-11 just sat there outside oh we've got no money with skin what should we do it also his dad's not a, um, his future father-in-law is not a clever fucker he's just being dead thick of course you sell the port oh what am I going to do for 20 grand uh, as he's driving around oh where am I ever going to get that money from and it's the, the fact that it's not a big revelation either if you sat on an expensive asset just get rid of it yeah for a bit it's you, you use that money to get your house and then get a different car should have really just given him a beating <laughs> And even though Jake Humphrey would have been a child at that point, Humphrey should have had one too. I did. There was one tweet that just really, really tickled me that I thought, poor Humphrey. Someone said, how is it that um, Jake Humphrey is still the most objectionable part of this, part of that clip? And he's only in it for like two seconds, just nodding along, bless him. It's hard, isn't it? Because he's, he's in, I don't know why I'm defending him actually, no. I was going to say, I was gonna say he's, it's hard because he's being told this story. And he's, so you have he's to agreed, kind of, you have he's to agreed to come yeah. on as a guest. And if you go... What fuck are you talking about? You can't probably yeah. say that, can you? When it's a, you know, when it's completely unrelatable, he wouldn't. He, I mean, the thing is, what's he called? Jake probably thinks it is. Oh, that's great. There's really something in that for people to mm. to take take that away. And you you might not have a Porsche, but it's not, it's not about the Porsche. You you're concentrating on the material aspects of this story. It's about it's about what's beneath it, which um, unfortunately. Neither Jake or Gordon seems to realise is just how <laughs> it's empty, stupidity, isn't it? empty and fucking meaningless and bullshit the whole thing is. But yeah, you've got to just like don't think about the Porsche, think about everything else. There ain't fucking anything else. There's, there's no lesson there, is there? No, no there is no like. But, the, but when you present things in this way, where you've got Jake, oh yes, and then oh oh that's a great oh you clever fucker oh wow, it all becomes about the presentation and like you go nod along. Oh god, yeah, that's a great great story. 
It's fucking nonsense. Why are we, <laughs> why are we even bothering with said, said before, like, the, the whole premise of all that stuff just can make people feel inadequate because it's not relatable. Hopefully, way, shape, le- form, yes. Jake, feel inadequate. Watch that clip back and start doing something else. Get a different job. I think quit but, b- BT to do this, didn't he? I think Jake's got a Porsche because mm. I'm pretty sure he's done one of those tweets before where he's gone... I'm out shopping in Norwich. I love Norwich. And a, a picture of his Porsche right in the middle of the fucking frame. Yes. Well, that, I mean, it's the thing as well. The humble brag. If it's going, we, you know, it's not about the Porsche. There's, there's deeper meanings to all this. But then the whole moral of the story being that he went and got the same Porsche back just brings it back to the idea that it is all just about materialism and that, you know, you're trying to do this high-performance podcast about if you get up at 5am in the morning, you'll get everything that you want. You'll be happy, you'll be fulfilled, everybody around you will have happy and fulfilled lives. But actually, what that clip does reveal is that what it comes down to for Jake and Gordon is, yeah, I got that really sexy Porsche that I wanted. And that's all it's fucking about. It's And so all the stuff about you'll be happy and fulfilled just gets revealed as bullshit when they put clips out like that. Mm. It's because it's like, oh, yes, you got the Porsche, Gordon. And I've got a Porsche as well. And we've both got Porsches. <laughs> Should we go and race them? I bet uh, mine's anyway. better than yours. That wasn't the only clip they tweeted anyway. Oh, God. Just just because um, I thought, well, maybe they've had a misstep. So they've they've not put many clips of this out, but this is one of the other ones they have put out. So again, they've obviously thought this is a real solid bit of life advice. You know, there's lanes in life, isn't there? And I, I'm done with that bullshit about uh, stay in your lane. I want to own my lane. And that's that's high performance on a daily basis. That doesn't mean anything, does it? The point of lanes... Is this back to the passing, the passion lanes from the <laughs> Norwich commentary? Stop the passion lanes. you got Gordon Ramsay driving through like, no, no, I mean, in his Porsche. That would have um, been a tactical manoeuvre. If we want some tactical good sense, never mind bringing Adam Forshaw on and playing him and moving Sarah to 10, get <laughs> Sarah. get fucking Gordon Ramsay tootling around um, Carroll Road in a Porsche, giving it this to Delia Smith. Because like, I own this lane... You might think your mustard and your pies are what all the kids here want. No, they want Gordon fucking Ramsay in a Porsche. It'd have to be a Lotus. Where are you? It'd have to be a Lotus. I no. Yeah. Lotus, gone. Gordon owns this lane now. Gordon's here with a Porsche. Lotus, closed the factory, crying. That's high performance. <laughs> you don't own lanes, do you? Oh. People, he doesn't understand. Dave, own, Dave owns lanes next to the station. That's true, yeah. yeah a, he's a nice fella. If you want a coffee. Yeah. Well then. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up there then. Back with the match ball on uh, Wednesday for the Stoke game. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, we've got a Porsche garage next to us, haven't we? It's a Ferrari garage. There's two. Is there a Porsche, there's a Porsche one there too? Yeah. We are surrounded by luxury car sales, <laughs> except <laughs> in the car park. Yeah, you come here. Right, well, <laughs> we'll see you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. 